like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 106 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons, man. Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday, man. We're almost, we're like basically almost at the hump day of the month couple of days away from the halfway point of the month you know august is in full swing it's the 12th we're almost in september football is almost here and, and you know football is almost here when hard knocks comes on so the new season of hard knocks with the rams and chargers premiered last night you know i was tuned into that but uh yeah man we got we got some things to talk about so let me let me just tell you so we're going to do a, i'm going to talk about the nba of course nba update nba update excuse me i'm going to talk about everything going on in the bubble I'm going to go, you know, look at the race for the eight seed right now. And uh, we're also going to talk about social media and the athletes because, you know, we saw the PG and Paul Pierce beef. I mean, damn, whoa. <laughs> we saw the Dame and PG and Pat Bev beef and, and Dame's beef with Skip. But I don't know if everybody saw Kevin Durant get curved by a girl and her girlfriend. I don't know if anybody, everybody was aware that that happened over the weekend. But I'm going to talk about it for you. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. And the tweets are still there. They are not deleted. So if you want to go see for yourself and look at the replies and the quotes, because that's what the hilarious comedians of Twitter are, go check that out for yourself. But, oh, and I'm also going to talk about the division in boxing. Not, you know, boxing boxing divisions. I'm, I mean the actual division, like the the things that divide the sport. And I want to talk about the things that, that happen that cause us not to get the fights that we want when we want them or ever at all. So I'm going to break it down for you. Today, I'm going to mostly stay on the like the networks and everything. Um, I'll, I'll touch a little bit on certain promotions, but you can get the gist of it with just the networks themselves because that, I think that's even bigger than the promotions. So, But I'm going to start off with what's going on in college sports right now. I will say I'm disappointed. Not 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 disappointed that you know fall sports are being canceled. I'm more disappointed that people want this to happen. It's not like Pro Bowl. It's not like the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB. Those players are doing their jobs. They're getting paid to do that. They're going to work. They go to work. They risk their health to go to work. If you're outside of the bubble, you know, you're working, you're risking your life to go to work in the bubble. You're still risking to go to work. You're working. You're getting paid to play that. You look at college. The risk is much higher than the the um the reward, man. Much higher. And I said this from the jump. If there are no classes, there should be no sports. I've already seen UCLA have multiple cases. You guys aren't, you guys aren't. <laughs> You guys are not equipped for this. I don't think the NCAA is equipped for this. I don't think they're prepared. I don't think they're going to have things in place to protect the players. I don't think they comp- I don't think that truly I don't think they care about the players at all. They can barely protect their players. They couldn't even do that before a virus was running wild on the country like Hulk Hogan. They couldn't even do that. They could barely protect their players from from concussions. 
you know, reducing, you know, the safety of the game. They can't even protect their players from the safety, you know, from the dangers of football itself. How the hell are they going to protect them from a, a pandemic? How are they going to do that? They don't care about the players, man. They don't. They do not. And a lot of these institutions, these colleges don't care about their students either. I think I, I, I mentioned it briefly last week. I was talking to a friend who goes to Frostburg. You know, that's my school, school that... I'm supposed to be at, but we ain't gonna get into that right now. Same thing I said, but like a lot of these kids just found out they had to get tested at a certain time. The school's not doing the testing. You gotta go do it on your own. That's already a problem in itself. Getting the results is a problem in itself. I was um I have a friend. She went to go get tested over the weekend. It's unorganized. She was there for almost six hours and didn't even get tested. Like. It's hard to do that in certain areas, you know what I mean? So, trying to get a bunch of students to go get tested on their own and bringing them back to campus when a lot of classes are going to be online anyway, why not just make everything virtual? Why not? And you know the answer to that. It always comes down to it. The money. Universities, they don't want to lose money. They don't want to lose money from room and board. They don't want to use lose money from, um, you know, on-campus activities. They, they're going to lose money. Not having kids on on these campuses, but you have to understand. You you think about a college student life. It's not just on campus. You understand me? They're going home for the weekend. They're having parties. They're going home for holidays. You know, like there's only so much you can do to protect the students and have the students protect themselves. You can do the little phony temperature checks. But if you're not doing uh, testing and week in, week out, it's not going to work. It is not going to work. So, all I feel bad. I really feel bad for elementary school kids. I feel bad for elementary school kids who have to go to school because if you if you if you've been in elementary you've you've been in elementary school, you have little siblings or little cousins. You know the kids are some of the germ incubators like they are dirty not dirty like ew but like kids are they just touch everything they touch their faces you, you really think kids are going to go to school and wear a mask all day do you have you seen children do you know how hard it's going to be to social distance a classroom i feel bad for the teachers i feel bad for young teachers i feel bad for young education edu- educators coming up in this whether it's their first year teaching or they're just getting, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for kids who have virtual classes and do not have the internet access at home or do not have the best home environment. And sometimes school is a getaway. I feel bad for kids who aren't going to be able to get the, the meals, you know, the two meals a day at school. I feel bad for kids who don't have, you know, whose parents aren't going to care about helping them with online. And then it's just like, bro. I'm thinking like second grade and under these kids ain't going to sit in front of a damn camera um for for five or however long the class is going hours so like how man kids are hands on bro they are not going they're going to be watching Paw Patrol they're going to be laughing at each other they're going to be playing with the zoom filters they're not going to be worried about the damn class so if you if you look at the the school system and and you see that's that's already not uh, uh, working. And you look at how college, some colleges are already going all virtual, right? Already saying we're not going back to campus. But some are trying to, you know, make it seem, you know, go that way. 
come back to the NCAA and how they're trying to do this with the fall. Like I said, they're not getting paid. So why why have them on campus? What's the what's the reward for that? They're not getting paid. Everybody talking about all this money that's, that's you know that that the NCAA got and all that. The, the only people, only thing they worried about is is these networks. Are these networks that's going to lose money? Your 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 your, uh, your Power Five networks. You know their television networks. Uh, you look at like uh, ESPN, ABC. They're going to lose money. Who cares? It's a pandemic. Everybody's losing money. I live in a country where we got a twelve hundred dollars stimulus check. Hey, go make that last a couple months. I live in a country where unemployment is so high. <laughs> it's crazy. And you think that I give a damn about the NCAA losing money? The NCAA that continues to rob the the young up and coming athletes. The NCAA that don't even let the kids make money off who they off their name. The NCAA that would try to get you out of there for getting a getting some extra pizza money. Like do like I don't like I I talked about this before. A lot of these guys don't got it. You know, a lot of these guys don't come from you know, they they come from nothing. So where is the reward for those guys and and all of these athletes? Where's the reward? You're not going to pay them. They can't play their regular schedule. There's nothing really to play for. Okay, you can get film out there, but what the hell, man? Come on. Come on. Come on. It's it, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Uh, the Big Ten said they're postponing. Um, who else said they were supposed to postpone? I think uh, the pack, one of the packs, was it the pack 10? Um, I know the pack 12 said they want to play. AC, the ACC said they're going to play. Um, but look, we've, we've already seen, you know, before the Big Ten shut it down, we've seen guys like uh, Penn State's linebacker, Micah Parsons, he opted out. Uh, Virginia Tech DB, Caleb Farley opted out. Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman opted out. There was a, an entire slew of, of players opting out. Give me one moment here. Um, let's see. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. These were all, and all three of those guys were juniors. Then we have a bunch of starters. You know, all the all these guys are starters here. Um. Uh, Rondell Moore of Purdue, wide receiver. He's he opted out. Pittsburgh defensive uh, tackle Jalen Twyman and Maryland quarterback Josh Jackson opted out. Um, but the Terrapins were they were um they they, they said they weren't going to play. You know certain schools are shutting it down. Duke and South South Carolina they they um they they will won't be at least play they'll play each other while North Carolina. Has reported three withdrawals, including defensive back DJ Ford. Meanwhile, the quartet of Michigan State players, like, bro, then you're losing a bunch of players. You're losing your starters. Like, do you really want to go forward with your own program where you're not going to be at full strength because your starters are like, yo, we're taking this seriously. You're not paying. Like, look, it, it, it comes, it, it always is the money. And you, you, I've, I've already spoken my piece about the NCAA pay, but in this situation, they got to do something like you want you want me to risk my life you want me to come to campus 
We're not in a bubble. All my classes are online. Like, there's nobody here. There's nobody gonna be here to watch us. Like, what that? What am I here for, man? Like, come on, come on. And then Trevor Lawrence and I don't know who else did it, but the hashtag, you know, with the we want to play, that looks nuts. It, it looks crazy for for the for for college students to be tweeting that. That looks crazy. It does. Look, I understand, but look, me personally. Hey, I know I'm not. I may be the only one like this. I know I'm not a college athlete. I don't play, but it ain't that much love in the in the world for the game for me to be out there paycheckless, um, <laughs> risking my my health, risking my safety for an institution who does not care about said safety. So no way, I would definitely opt out. Like, how can you even look forward to a season with what we're doing, with what we're dealing with right now as a college student? There's no incentive. It's different as a pro. See, as a pro, everything going on out there in the world, the disease, everything, no fans. Okay, cool. You're still making millions. Um, you still got a chance to win a championship. All of the teams are going to be there. You know, the opt-out period is over. You look at the college, the flip side of that, you got rival teams dropping out, conferences already dropping out, your schedule is going to be depleted, there's not going to be a big championship game at the end of it all. What are you playing for other than your love of the game? That's all it is. Are you really going to risk your health, injury, where there's no real reward at the end of it all? It just don't feel right. It doesn't make any sense. It does make money, though, but not for you. Not for you. Not for you. Then you got your, your your president tweeting about it. Sir, have several seats. Please. Please, I'm not even going to waste my breath on that, but sit down, dumbass. It just don't make sense to me. It doesn't. Um, And you see, back to Trevor Lawrence, I, I, I hate to do it to him, but a lot of these guys are brainwashed, man, by the NCAA. Bro, the NCAA does not care about you guys, bro. They don't. They're not friendly to you. They're not for the players. There's no, there's no NCAA um, PA. There's no PA players association for you guys. So, you know, you really don't have any power in this, but to opt out, but to hope. You know, your conference says, "Yo, we're gonna be smart and postpone the season or cancel it." Like, come on, dog. This is stupid. It's stupid. All everything that's going on with this the damn pandemic is stupid. I'm not saying the pandemic itself is stupid. I'm just saying. We don't have to be in this. We didn't have to be the, be in this like this from the jump. Like I remember when Maryland had two cases, bro. When we got when this first started in March, we have normal debt. Ninety seven thousand now. And for you, and still for the people who are saying it's not real. I know two people personally who have it. It's real. And if you if you don't want to wear a mask, you're you're an idiot. Especially if you're going out in public, please wear wear a mask, bro. It cannot be that hard. If we all wear our masks, we'll be fine. It, it'll be over soon. That's it. And that's all. But please wear your mask, man. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. like people are actually flipping out in stores, in malls, because they have to wear a mask. Of all the things to be upset about right now, that's that's where 
your energy is going. And it's just interesting to me because now (laughs) it's interesting to me as far as what we got going on in the world right now. You know, over the weekend, we had another officer involved, officer involved shooting um, in Chicago. Officer shot a black kid in the back, fifteen year old, in his back, and I think it's in his head. I don't know his condition. Then you know, uprising in Chicago, still protests going on for what we were, what happened during the spring with Breonna Taylor. You see all this going on. And then some people have the goal to sit and look at their TV or look at their phones and say, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing all of this for this. But acting an ass because you have to wear a mask in public is is, 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 is it's, it's more value in that. But watching black people. Or or people who are just tired of injustice, period, acting ass for for justice. That's not okay. Think about that. There are people who are understanding of people who lose their minds over over keeping themselves safe and others safe. And and, and they have a problem with people losing their minds. Over the injustice against black people Think about that That's where we are In, in, in the world right now That's This is where we are This is where we are Like I watched that guy Flip out so bad His son had to carry him out of the store A grown ass man Had to be carried out of a store Because he didn't wear want to wear a mask I don't get it, man. I don't understand. Like, what what are we doing here in this country? What are we What are we actually doing here? You know, we have a president who started it off with telling everybody it was a hoax. We were doomed from the start, man. Doomed from the start. So, while the pandemic rages on our country, we have people and players advocating for free football. Free, free, free sports. No way. No way. No way. If I'm not on campus for class, I'm home. Period. Period, man. No way. No way. No way. <sighs> but yeah, it's just it's just frustrating to watch, man. It's, it's just... It's just frustrating. It really is. It's, it truly is. Um, you know. I'm sorry if I got a little too. You know what I mean. But you guys know me, man. Through through 106 episodes, you know, you guys know that I do. You, I will use this platform to talk about things other than sports when it when it affects us. You know, when it affects the sports. But sometimes I go off and I, you know, go off on a a little rant about things but that's okay you know sometimes i this is where i do my you know my venting and everything so yeah man that's just where i'm at with it right now it's just crazy to watch you know people are okay with this you know college kids going out risking it all for, for no pay and for no real reward man that's not okay with me 
it's not okay with me. It don't it don't sit right with me. Not at all. But yeah, man. I um feel bad for everybody, you know, affected by this as far as, you know, losing their season. It's it's sad. Seniors, freshmen, whatever, but I understand, man. It's 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 best for your safety, you know. Once again, man, they they don't care about y'all, man. NCAA do not care about his players, man. They're trying to save their asses and save money. Period. Period. Well, moving on to the NBA. Let's get into that, man. Let me get off of this. Let's move on to the NBA. I want to start off with the race for the eight seed because I think that's the most interesting thing going on right now. Right now, there is a three-way tie for the eight seed. Uh, it, we got the 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 Spurs, the Suns, and the Grizzlies are tied right now, and the Blazers are only a game ahead of everyone else. Everybody's thirty-three and not and thirty-nine. And the Blazers are 34 and 39. So let's start off with the obvious, the Suns. I had no idea that the Suns were coming this hard. Like, I didn't know they were going to be playing this hard, bro. I had no idea that they would come into this bubble and do this. I don't know what's going on in the bubble, but guys are playing out of their minds, bro. Like, out of their out of their souls. Like, playing out of their body right now. And it's crazy to watch. And it's making for good basketball and good TV. So the Suns, the only undefeated team left, 7-0 and in the bubble. See, Draymond should have just sat there and ate his food, man. See, Draymond shouldn't have messed with them boys. Get D-Book out of uh, out of Phoenix. He got fined 50 racks for that. He shouldn't have said nothing, man. He got these boys all riled up, and now they damn near on their way to the playoffs. That's crazy. Now, when you look at these teams, these four teams, you look at these four teams, and you look at... The Lakers, who already clinched number one seed. This Lakers team, I don't know. I don't know. I know playoff LeBron. I love LeBron. I know AD is going to show. But this team went to over, almost went to overtime with a, a Nuggets team who who had their backups in most of the fourth quarter. This isn't the same Lakers team that looked, you know, look, they were going to run through the playoffs before the work stoppage. You know, I, I said this, man, momentum is real. I don't know. These four teams are dangerous as a first-round matchup. And I think the most dangerous team here are the Blazers, but I'll get to them. But let's stay on the Suns. Let's stay. I don't want to jump ahead. Let's stay. You know, I'm going to run down four teams. So, 7-0 and in the bubble. They've beaten the Mavs, the Clippers, the Heat, the Thunder, and the Spurs. So, these are all teams that are if not already in the playoffs, but are in playoff contention. Um, Devin Booker, man, four 35-point games, a game winner over the Clippers, and he, he dunking on folk, man. Like, Devin Booker is playing out of his mind, bro, out of his mind. I, I don't know what's going on, but, like, this is a surprise to me, Devin Booker's play. I'm not surprised by that. I know who Devin Booker is, but it's just where he is and the team he's on, you know, it, it, it kind of uh, smothers, you know, him as a player, but... You look at guys like DeAndre Ayton, Campaign, and Miles Bridges. Like these guys are playing good basketball right now, man. Like these these guys are being a good supporting cast. And like <laughs> Draymond shouldn't have said nothing, man. These boys was like, oh, oh, okay. Like you know that Cam Newton gif 
when he had the towel on his head and you know he nodded like oh oh okay like all right what well, bet like yo <laughs> that's what's going on right now like the, the the way that they were responding to that criticism and rallied rallying around Devin Booker and making this late season uh bubble push is is wild so you know the Suns being seven and zero was surprising. Then you got the Spurs five and two in the bubble. Um, they beat the Kings, the Grizzlies, the Jazz, the Pelicans, and the Rockets. So uh, a good one over the Rockets. They, they've beaten the Kings. Um, excuse me, they beat the Jazz, another playoff contention team. And they beat the Grizzlies, who who have, are holding on for dear life right now. Um, you know, Pop's team riddled with injuries. You know, they, they lost guys. But you got guys, you know, DeRozan is DeRozan. But, um, like, Keldon Johnson stepping up. Rookie, he's stepping up. And Rudy Gay's hooping. Like, this team is, you know, they look like they could do something. But that's not the team I, w- I would be focused on. Like, I don't, I'm not really, I don't, first of all, I don't know how the play-in is going to go. I don't know if there is a play-in. I don't know what the scenarios are. That's still confusing to me. I guess we'll know something by the end of the week. But, um... Then goddamn the, the Memphis Grizzlies, man, one in six in the bubble, and they're in danger of falling out of playoff contention. I think the Grizzlies would have been a first round exit anyway. I don't think they were going to make any noise because Ja can't do it by himself. I just don't think that team is going to make any noise in the playoffs either way. So them going one and six in the bubble, not surprising to me at all. So they were already holding on for the eight C for dear life. So yeah, that that was. To be expected But the Blazers man You know I gave Dame a lot of flat Heading into the bubble Because I didn't like where, I didn't think I liked Where his head was at But after the game last night He just made it clear Like he didn't We didn't come He didn't come down there For nothing you know And I don't think The Blazers did um, You know th- This is a Blazers team That Went further than They ever went before In the playoffs last year uh, Had an injury riddled season you know, struggle to get back to where they are now, but you know now they're in the bubble, five and two in the bubble. They beat the Mavs, beat the Seventy Sixers, they beat the Nuggets, they beat the Rockets, they beat the Grizzlies. They're thirty four and thirty nine. They have the eight seed right now. Um, Dame dropped sixty one on the on the on Dallas, fifty one on Philly, and then Melo and Gary Trent Jr. Man, <sighs> Melo is Melo. I don't understand when that stopped. Um. I don't understand. I never understood the mellow slander. Happy to see Mellow back doing mellow things and, and coming in clutch in, in some of these games. And, and Gary Trent Jr., bro, I've been saying that since the bubble started, bro. He is a hooper, man. He has been, like, he's really been hooping. He's really been hooping. Once again, man, that bubble, the bubble's giving people powers down there, man. Like, you know, Space Jam, like, you know, yeah, they got the powers down there. That bubble is serious. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think the Blazers are the most dangerous team to see in the first round. I don't think the Lakers want to see the Blazers. I think the Lakers would like to see the Suns. I think that's a team. Well, shoot, do they? Maybe. I don't know. I think it, I think any of these teams are, are dangerous. I think any of these teams have a chance, except for the Grizzlies. I think if the Grizzlies somehow hold on to the eighth seed, I think that would be the best case scenario for the Lakers. But the Lakers, they don't want to see the Blazers. I don't think they want to see this. I don't know. I think the Spurs, eh, you know, that's a wild card. But I think momentum, once again, I don't think they want to see the Blazers or the Suns. 
the Suns are rolling right now, man. Like really rolling, and the Blazers are here. Like they are actually available. They are here in real time, and they're they're on fire, man. They're not they're not down there to waste their time. You know, Dame already told y'all he didn't come down there for nothing and put some respect on his name. Period, man. Period. Um, let's see. What else we got going on? So that's the race for the eight. How about the Pelicans, man? How about Zion and Lonzo and Bi? How about them boys, man? Because I think it was not last episode, episode one hundred four, when I had Sean on here. We were talking about how Adam Silver and them gave the Pelicans the easiest bubble schedule because they they really wanted that that one and eight matchup between the Pelicans and the Lakers. That's that's not happening. The Pelicans have been eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, I don't know what y'all expected, man. I didn't think they were going anywhere. I just thought looking at their schedule, it was like, oh, uh, they got the easiest, the easy out. But, you know, it can look good on paper. It can look easy on paper, but you don't know that until you hop on the court. So, yeah, I thought that was hilarious that the Pelicans are gone. Fly, Pelican, fly. Mm. What else we got going on in the NBA? Oh, how about <laughs> y'all? They was calling that man MG, MJ Warren. MJ Warren Child please TJ Warren is exactly who we thought he was Nothing changed I wasn't phased by anything that was happening I didn't care what he did in L- When they played LA I wasn't bothered Because I know who TJ Warren really is uh, We haven't seen TJ Warren since January Of the he haven't And you know what happened last time Jimmy and him had words There were ejections and Coming into this game, I'd already known what was going to happen. I told everybody. I told the group. I told the group message. I told Twitter. I said, "Oh, that, oh, that TJ Warren BS is going to get shut down tomorrow uh, when we when when they see Miami." And and what happened? Let's 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 go look at the numbers, man. Let's go look at the numbers, man. Gary Trent Jr. was on. F- I mean, excuse me. TJ Warren was on fire. The other night, man, a a big 12 points, a crazy 5 for 14 uh, from the field, a big, big five rebounds, four fouls. Hell of a game from T.J. Warren. Man, get the hell out of here, man. I told y'all, man. T.J. Warren ain't nobody. All of a sudden, everybody act like T.J. Warren is somebody. Who the hell is T.J. Warren? T.J. Warren. I would like to go. I would like to find somebody outside of his family and friends with a TJ Warren jersey. I don't even think anybody in Indiana got a TJ Warren jersey. Who the hell is TJ Warren talking about? And shout out to Oladipo, man. I saw you with the boys in Miami last night. I saw you. I saw you the other night, man, being friendly. If you want to come to South Beach, just say that. You know. You know, heavy on to just say that. You <laughs> like for real, man. Debo, if you want to come to South Beach, man, let me know. You know what I mean? I'll put you in contact with Pat and we can get things moving. You know, we got a beachfront house for you. Um, right on the water. Got you some water property. Uh get you a nice boat. You know, get you access to some nice yachts. You know, stay away from the coke though, please. But um man, come on down to South Beach, man. Get you get get the hell out of Indiana, man. Come on down. Ain't nothing in Indiana. Andrew Luck ain't there no more. I did not curse the whole state of Indiana. Yes, I did. Yeah, wait a minute. Am I doing? Yeah, I cursed the whole state of Indiana. 
hell out of here. Let's see. <laughs> uh, the Lakers, the Lakers clinched a one seed, but once again, like I was uh, saying, you know, I'm not. I am concerned. I am concerned about the Lakers. I'm not gonna lie. I am a little concerned, but I did like what I saw. You know, Kuz hit the game winner. You know, he's gonna have to do that, man. He's gonna have to be that third best player on the team. He's gonna have to step up big time. But everybody's gonna step up, everybody. But um, you know, Bron hasn't really gotten back into his groove yet. But he's he had a good quarter. I think he had twelve points in the second quarter. You know, after starting off slow, so. We'll see when the when the playoffs what the Lakers are really about. And once again, it, it really depends on who they see in that first round, man. Because anybody that's outside of the Grizzlies, you know, what the Suns, Spurs, the Blazers, they're not going to be easy out. I don't think they're going to be an easy out. And it's interesting, you know, with no fans, it's really no home court, right? So only thing here as far as seating goes is who you're going to play. It's not where, it's who. No traveling. You know, no, no, um, like the one, three, I mean, you know, the series, seven game series, the format don't matter. You know, only thing that will change is the court, you know, the, 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 uh, the, um, the arena setup, but there's no home court advantage. There's no fans, um, you know, no, no noise advantage, nothing like that. It's just ball. So I'm not, I'm not really. Putting a lot of stock into how high you are seeding wise. I'm not I'm not giving you that, you know, if you're a one or two, you know, if if you're the team that would usually have the home court. Like there is no home court throughout the playoffs. Like, you know, you go out there and you hoop. So you look at like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, you know, teams at the top of the food chain, it mm, it don't really matter. You know, anybody can be beat. You know, it's just going to come down to who wants it more, you know, and it's not so much about the environment. It's just going to be the game itself. And it's clear a lot of these guys enjoy the bubble environment. It's like a lot of these guys are more focused. You don't have to worry about crowd noise. You can communicate better. You don't have to worry about the pressure. I think there's less pressure down there. And I think some guys are some guys are having a harder time adjusting. Like, I don't know, man. You know, is Bron going to be playoff Bron in a bubble? Like, could we see something crazy? Like, it's anything can happen down there. Um, but I, I am excited to see the playoffs. But I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. I think that's all I had for the NBA uh, roundup. But let's stay on Dame. Stay in the NBA for real quick. I'm not real quick. So... There was a lot of chatter on the timeline over the weekend, right, in this past couple of days. So we had the game with the Clippers and the Blazers. So Paul George, I mean, uh, yeah, Paul George and Pat Beverly were going crazy on the sideline when Dane missed the free throws and clutch time. So, you know, they lost the game. And then, you know, they got on social media. Let me go pull this up, man, because this, this, was, this was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was like, oh, my God. I can't believe we're taking it here. I didn't think we had to take it here. Yet here we are. So let me let me pull it up real quick. Um, where we at with it, man? Let's see, man. All right, here we go. Here's what Dame had. He said, "Oh, oh yeah, this was okay." So this was after the game. This is what Dame said. Um, I I sent uh Pat Beverly home before Paul George just got sent home by me last year. In the playoffs So he said that after the game And then 
Paul George and Pat Beverly commented. He said Cancun on three. And then Paul George said, and you getting sent home this year. Respect. Then Dame said, switching teams, running from the grind. You boys is chumps. That's tough. And then family members got involved. I think Dame's sister called PG's girl a hoe. Told that man he wiped a stripper. And the PG, PG's girl said something. I, it, it got messy. It definitely got messy. Um, I'm not talking about your room on a Saturday afternoon. I'm I'm just talking about like real tea being spilled, shade being thrown, tables being flipped, bottles being thrown. That's that's what this was. A mess. Um and it's just funny, man. It's just like, bro, this is this is the world we live in. You know, this is where we are, like social media. Like these guys are around each other down there. Like these guys aren't at home. They not miles away from each other. Like, dog, if you really want to pull up, pull up to the telly. Like Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry told Aaron Gordon, hey, my room number is 836. 836, pull up. Pull up. Like, but, you know, guys on the internet, you know, running and, you know, telling, trolling. And I think PG apologized. I think he tried to, you know, he walked back what he said or whatever, or because his girl got involved, I guess. But, Hey man, that social media stuff really be giving people superpowers, man. It do. It give people superpowers. Like people really do feel a certain amount of confidence and a certain amount of, you know, toughness. Like when you like when some people drink, they get beard muscles. I think, you know, Twitter muscles, Instagram muscles, Facebook muscles, they really exist because nine times out of ten, like you're talking to somebody that's miles away from you and really don't have any means of getting to you and won't get to you because it's just social media. But like you got first of all, let me tell you something. Anybody with a, a, a athlete profile picture, or a team logo as their profile picture, or a team meme as their profile picture, I'm not taking them serious because they. I don't care if you have a big following. Like I don't take those guys serious. Uh, they like number freaks. They just throw a bunch of stats at you. They don't really know what they're talking about. Like, no, get out my mentions. You're annoying. Like anybody that replies to every Bleacher Report post with a with a Stephen A. Smith meme, or with a any replies to Adam Scheffner with a wife joke, or follow the Barry Stan accounts. Like, yeah, those are the guys that are weird to me. And you know they hide behind social media with their burner accounts. You know anybody with a burner account, I don't take them serious. Like you know, social media is a, a whole different world. You know what I mean? And nine times out of ten, stuff that is said on social media, these people would never say to anybody's face. They wouldn't say it. Damn sure not gonna say it to these athletes' face. Like you're not tough. You know. So to watch athletes. Go through this is hilarious because, like, bro, y'all not even that far from each other. Like, if y'all really wanted this problem, y'all could really, you know, talk it out. I mean, you know, pull up, like, yo, room eight three six, like for real. Um, so so that was going on, and then Dame had to go at Skip Bayless. Hold on, let me go pull that tweet up. I don't think I saw the tweet. I think I heard, like, I knew it was beef, and then Dame went on and gave. Not only did he give, um. The Mavs 61, but he put 61 on Skip Bayless's dome piece. So let's go find out with Skip. Because Skip always hating, man. Skip is always hating. All right, here we go. Here's what Skip said on the 10th. 
I'm still not buying Dame time, and apparently the Clippers aren't either. At undisputed 9:30 a.m. noon Eastern FS1, Dame quoted a tweet, and he ratioed the hell out of Skip. He said, "I have never been buying nut. Wait, that's a wild sentence. I have never been buying nothing about you, fam. That's a wild ass sentence right there, boy. Wow. Let's start over. I have never been buying nothing about you, fam. You a joke." And after our private convo full of backpedaling, you will never have my respect with a clown emoji. Let's see. Wait, do Skip be acting? Oh, so somebody asking, wait, do Skip was, wait, so Skip was acting completely different in private than he is on TV right now? Totally different. Would you ever go on Undisputed? Hell no. <laughs> I wonder if Skip would do, I wonder how Skip would do with the one-on-one convo. With LeBron, since he is always throwing shade towards him, Dame said, ask him what he said when I asked him. Wait, hold up. Ask him what I, wait, what is Dame saying, bro? Let's see. Damn. Ask him what he said when I asked him and why you always hating on LeBron. Oh, I would love that answer. He probably said, I don't hate LeBron. Yeah, he probably said some sweet stuff like that. But yeah, man, like, yo, why Skip always hating on somebody, man? These athletes, man. And then social media, that's like Baker Mayfield. And just, I forgot what that guy's name was. Um, not Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel. Hold on, let me go to Johnny and see if he, de- see if he deleted the tweet. Because this was a couple days. Like, I think this was last week. Um, give me a minute. Man, these analysts are what? The same thing. Once again, it's not even just trolls or regular people on the internet. You got analysts, you know, people in the business that have a platform are going at, you know, throwing shade at athletes for no reason. Like, bro. Relax, like you guys aren't tough. You guys don't. Nine times out of ten, you've never played any of the games you cover. Like you don't understand what it's like to be on the field or on the court or on the ice. So you don't get to talk to me or call me out my name or criticize me in a way that I that I feel is disrespectful. Like no. So let's see. Oh yeah, see, and this was just uncalled for. So here we go. This is I guess, what's the guy's name? Darren Ravel. Uh, Sports Illustrated cover seven years ago today. He, and first of all, he mentioned Aaron Rod. I mean, um, Alex Rodriguez. A Rod is at rock bottom. Johnny Manziel is an envy of the college football world today. A Rod is as relevant as ever. I don't know where he pulled that one from. I don't know about relevant as ever, but okay. Um, Manziel achieves a flash of relevance by flipping off a building into the pool. Um, he got forty three. 423 retweets and comments Right But it was 204 With comments so it was on his ass And only 2000 likes Meanwhile Johnny Manziel comes through With the 7 years later and you're still As big of a bitch as ever 21,000 retweets 212k likes like come on dog Like Bro, these athletes are human just like us, and you, you, you know, you're not going to disrespect Johnny Manziel for no reason. He didn't ask for that. But, yeah. Oh. <sighs> Another basketball player. See, KD, KD just bored, man. So, let's go to KD's Twitter. I don't know. A lot of y'all probably didn't see this. But here's, here's what's going on here, right? Here's what's going on. Okay. So... This girl said, why are you such a weirdo? You are too wealthy for this. You really went and followed my girl. That's why she blocked you, weirdo. So this girl, um, 
said KD followed her girlfriend and liked all of her pictures, and KD, um, her girlfriend blocked KD. KD came back with, my bad, I accidentally pressed follow and liked all her pics, my phone tripping. <laughs> then she said, you just proven that everything I said was true, you really moved like a hoe. He said, LOL, you're enjoying this experience. You won't forget this, forget about this day ever. Um, but yeah, this, this, um, this young lady was not a fan of KD even before, uh, he, he tried to slide in her girl's DMs. He, she just wasn't a fan of him at all. Like she's a LeBron fan. And I was just looking at her Twitter. She just said that the heat are going to clap the Bucks cheeks. So I'm a fan of this woman now. She knows what she's talking about. But, yeah, man, KD dead wrong for that, man. How you going to try to steal that girl's girl like that, man? You ain't got to do that, man. You ain't, you ain't got to do that, man. Come on, KD. Come on, KD. Then Twitter was on her head trying to say that girl got on her girlfriend's account and blocked KD. But, I mean, damn. KD, how that, like, I wonder how I feel. Like, you 7-2, all the money in the world. Got you some rings, pro baller. You got denied. Damn, that would have hurt me a little bit. I would have had to go swipe on Tinder for for a little while after that one. I would have to go stroke my ego. Yeah, cause that wouldn't. Yeah, that would that would have hurt. I know that hurt. I know KD was hurt about that. Mm. Okay, so let's move on from all that stuff, man. Alright, I'm gonna wrap up with this, okay? Wrapping up with this. So, a lot of you know boxing is, you know, that's my thing. I love boxing. But I, I did say I've been watching, you know, a lot of UFC this year because of, you know, the circumstances and everything and how their return has been. Um before, you know, every around, you know, every time we have a big fight, you know, I've I've covered a few big fights on the show. You know, um, Early in you know 2018, I was here for the the Triple G and Canelo. You know that those that fight, the second one. Um, what else have I, I've done? You know both of the Fury fight, Fury and Wilder fights, the AJ and Ruiz fights. Um, you know I've covered a big a couple of big fights on the show, and it seems like every time I we, we I talk about a big fight, I do have to address the politics in the sport. And why other fights can't happen Like Think about how long it took for the Wilder Fury Fights to happen And how long it's taken to figure out the next step, steps For the heavyweight division um, You think about the welterweight division You think about how hard it is to unify that uh, You talk about how hard it is For Lomachenko to get a big fight um, You know against somebody else And on in top rank You know or or for how how hard it is for Canelo to find out his next fight right now, and you you wonder why there are a couple of a bunch of factors, but the fact I want to talk about today are the the three networks in boxing that also play a part in why certain fights don't get made. Think about it in WWE terms for my wrestling fans. Think about back in the the ruthless aggression era, right? Think about when the brands really were separated and it, it really it really felt like you were watching two different shows and it wasn't one company. Like think about that. Think about when um like when John Cena was exclusively on SmackDown, right? And um 
or or earlier than that. Let's let's all right. Let's say we're in two thousand three, right? We're in two thousand three, two thousand four. Undertaker's on SmackDown, and like um, Triple H or Goldberg is on Raw, right? Goldberg's still with the company. Goldberg Goldberg's on Raw. Undertaker's on SmackDown. Stuff like that. Like guys are on different brands. They can't buy. They can't wrestle each other because they're on different brands, right? That's kind of how it is in boxing to an extent. There's not really too many cross promotional. I mean, not cross promotional. Um, cross, cross network fights. That's rare. It's rare. It happens. It has happened. I think the most recent one was the Wilder Fury fight, but it's uh the last Wilder Fury fight. It's rare though, and a lot of that stops us from having big mega fights, uh, bigger unification bouts. It, it, it's the truth. Like here we go. Let's start off. With, I'm gonna go, um, I, not least relevant, but uh, I would say least firepower to the you know the most firepower. I I I think that's how I'll say. So let's start off with the zone. Um, the zone launched in the USA after I launched my podcast because I remember when the zone came on the scene. I thought the zone was gonna be like you know try to get everybody out of here, but PBC. Ended up going crazy, and and you know, and, and ESPN and Top Rank got their stuff together. So, and the zone kind of lost its way, and I'll explain why. So they launched in 2018 in the U.S. They were already established uh, in the U.K. I think in Asia stuff like that. So, let's look their subscription base. First of all, I think what is it? They're they're kind of expensive. When they started off, they were not expensive. I think after that 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 Canelo fight, that first Canelo Rocky Fielding fight, after that they say, "Yo, we jacking this up," and their prices are way too high for me to have that as a subscription on my already loaded debit card, credit card subscription. No sir. So their subscription base, completely subscription base. Like they, um, you can pay a monthly fee. You know, you get all the fights on there. You don't have to buy um, any pay per views. Like. When they when the fights are on, the fights are just on. But they have talked about doing PPVs on the zone, which makes zero sense to me. Zero sense, especially when you look at your boxing, your boxing, because they have they do a lot. They do they cover they they have soccer, MMA, all types of stuff on the zone. I'm just talking about their boxing. So the four highest streamed fights last year: Canelo versus Jacobs. KSI versus Logan Paul, Canelo versus Sergey uh, Sergey Kovalev, and Anthony Joshua versus um, Andy Ruiz too. So what does this list tell you? It tells you one, Canelo is your biggest star, your biggest draw, right? Two, it tells you that YouTubers, YouTubers, not professional boxers, YouTubers. Can be a bigger draw than boxes on your roster. It also tells you that you know the heavyweight division seems to be your cash cow, to an extent. But we all know who the money is over there. It's Canelo. Um, you know they they don't have many stars. You know you look at Canelo, Triple G, Daniel Jacobs, AJ, like they don't have many stars. So that's why they go out and do these. I I call them. Um, what do I what do I be calling these events, man? Like they're just events. Like they're not real to me. 
you know, YouTubers boxing. That's not real to me. You know what I mean? So that's 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 sad. But they can't. I don't think they can. They can't compete with the star power of like a PBC. Hell, even top ranking ESPN. They can't compete. They don't have that many boxers over there. So it, it's going to be hard for them to stay relevant, like especially over this next decade. It's going to. I'll give them even the next five years. I think the zone will be gone um, here in the states within the next five years. I don't think they're going to be anywhere. I don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to grow or get better. I think they're going to be gone in the next five years. I do. I do. Um, moving on to ESPN top rank, you know, Bob Aram, all those good guys over there. So they've been around back, back, back in the day, but they just came back. Um, they did a um, soft, a soft return in 2017 when they did the Manny Pacquiao and uh, Jeff Horn fight. Um, I remember watching that fight. Well, I remember coming home and watching that fight. I was after work. Anyway, 2018, they went full scale. You know, the ESPN Plus, you know, you for your pay-per-views. And then, you know, there's, that's subscription-based. And then they've been on broadcast, you know, right on ESPN. Um, and you can stream the fights. You can stream the fights and watch them on cable. So they have a little star power. More star, star power than the zone. Um, they have belts in different weight classes. You look at, you know, Tyson Fury. Um, Shakur Stevenson, Terrence Crawford, Loma, um, Manny Pacquiao, Teofimo Lopez. They have two welterweight titles. They have one belonging to Manny Pacquiao and the other belonging to Terrence Crawford. So they have half the welterweight division on the zone. I mean, excuse me, on ESPN. And they also have a majority. Um, they have a they have a heavyweight claim as well. Um, so they have belts, right? Then you look at Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford can't get a fight made with Manny Pacquiao for a unification bout. How the hell do you guys think Manny, uh, Terrence Crawford is going to get a unification bout done with like an Errol Spence, the other uh, welterweight title holders, but he's with uh, PBC. How y'all think that's going to happen? If two guys on the same on the same network can't get it done, why do you guys convince yourselves that a fight can be made? Like I, I have this conversation with my uncle a lot, and he just I can't get it through a stick skull, bro. I understand that you know you think these fights should be made. We all think these fights should be made. You think it's dumb. We all think it's dumb, but it's not our fault, you know. And it's not as easy as you think it is. It's not these brands, these these promotions, these promoters. You know, it's a lot of politics in the sports. We all know that. We all know that. And once again, it all comes down to the money. If the money's not right, then it's not going to work. It's not going to work. We can't just say, yo, I want to see a Charlo brother face um, Canelo. Yo, I want Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence. Yo, I want Loma and um, and, and Tank. It's not that simple. I wish it was, but it's not. So, um, staying on ESPN. I mean, moving on from ESPN, you got PBC. You know, they that's Showtime, and they got Showtime and Fox. So when Premier Championship Boxing first came out in 2015, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was it looked low budget. It was on it was on it was on all the cable channels. I remember, um, I think it was my freshman year of college. I remember watching the Danny Garcia Keith uh, Keith Thurman fight and um, one of my buddies' room because they big dumb TV. And um, I didn't have cable in my room at that time. I was just you know Netflix hulaing it out and. Um, they had cable because I was struggling trying to figure out how the hell I was going to watch a fight on CBS, but they had cable watching it in there. So, you know, first their goal was just to bring 
boxing back to broadcast you know put the big fights on regular tv and i thought that was the coolest thing ever you know it's like wow danny garcia keith Thurman, that's a fight on regular tv like that's crazy that was crazy um you know i learned a lot you know i I became a fan of deontay wilder through pbc you know i've been watching wilder like i said for five years now for six five five six years now so you know pbc all right, you got you got in the door. You're here. What's good? What's next? Well, they they showed us. Um, so they signed like big long term deals in 2018 with Fox and Showtime. So Showtime continues to be relevant, you know, through PBC and Fox. You know, they come up. They Fox pay per view. When the hell have we had Fox pay per view? That's nuts. So they come up. But you look at like Showtime. You know, Showtime's able to. Outlast HBO. Remember, remember. Do you guys honestly? I don't know if you guys remember that, but remember we talked about that a couple years back um, on some of the first rounds of uh, Electrified. Man, we talked about the rise and fall of HBO, and I talked about before they even were gone. I talked about um, how HBO wasn't going to last, and I talked about how they didn't have anybody over there at HBO besides like Canelo. Um, same thing going on with his own. I don't know, man. I don't know, but. Yeah, so Showtime is the only other, you know, older, you know, boxing outlet that made it. And that's, I'm, I love Showtime. I love their presentation. Um, so, yeah, so, this, and then you look at the PBC, they have the biggest stars and they got the, they got the biggest belts. Uh, let's look at the, the PBC roster, man. It, it, it's, it's kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. You got the Charlo Brothers, Danny Garcia, Jared Hurd, uh, Abner Mares, Errol Spence Jr., Carl Frampton, um, Mikey Garcia, Robert Guerrero still on there, Leo Santa Cruz, uh, Josecito Lopez, um, David Benavidez, who fights this Saturday on Showtime. Um, who else we got here, man? Uh, oh, yeah, my guy, uh, Erickson Lubin, he's fighting soon. Erislandy Lara. Like, bro, Tank, Javante Davis, bro. The, the PBC is stacked, bro. Deontay Wilder's on Fox. Um... He's he's with PBC like it's it's stacked so uh yeah so basically man it's you know you got the three networks it's hard to do cross network branding um that's all I have for that man like I just wanted I just thought that was interesting to talk about it wasn't nothing nothing else going on I wanted to finally get this piece out because I've been working on that you know thinking about trying to figure out where to put that in for some time now so I finally got to do that but um I think that's all I have for you guys today man I'll be back next week. Next Tuesday, I'm, um, I know I was we're supposed to get back to two episodes a week, but um, the end of this month, maybe September for sure, because you know when football starts, that's really why I you know I need my Thursdays. You know, it, it, it'll be more going on soon, so just bear with me. You know, you know, you know, you guys know this schedule is very fluid, man. You know, things change week to week, day to day. But you guys still tap in, and that's all that matters. Um, I'll start cooking up some stuff soon to get you guys ready for September because I told you guys I got something that um, the, all the cat was already out the bag. I got the YouTube show coming in September, Electrified Vision. So stay tuned for updates on that. But um, that's all I have for you this week, man. Um, you know, you guys stay safe out there, man. Wear your mask, wash your hands, man. Um, thank you guys for tuning in for the 106th time. Oh, wait, before I get out of here, man, go buy a shirt, man, teespring.com slash electrified store. All right, I'm gone now. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in, man. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Shout out to the listeners, supporters. 
Uh, continue to like, retweet, subscribe, all that good stuff. So, man, follow the Instagram and Twitter page at Electrify Pod. Um, for the 106th time, I'm Eric Lyons. You have just been Electrified.